Good afternoon, everyone. It is Friday, June 10th, and uh, I am back from vacation. Literally just got back from vacation, and I wanted to stop in and say a quick hello to everyone and give you a few items that you might be interested in. Uh, because I just got back, I don't have anything extensive prepared, but there were some things uh, during my trip that I decided that you might be interested in and that might apply to your business. First is the news about the State Board of Embalmers and Funeral Directors, there is no news. One of the great things about today uh, in today's world is I was able to uh, monitor and keep track on the governor's website to see if there was any appointments. And he has made a number of appointments this last week to vacant positions on other boards and commissions. But as of today, I just checked before I got on the air, there has been no appointments by the governor to the Missouri State Board of Embalmers and Funeral Directors. Obviously, we will update you as soon as we hear anything about that. Well, on my vacation, uh, one very good thing that happened on the vacation is that our system that we have here of getting urgent messages to me worked very well. Uh, throughout my trip, uh, I had uh, the ability to uh, solve some problems that were very urgent for our funeral directors and our funeral homes. Even when I was sitting on one of these lounge chairs by a swimming pool for most of the day, I was able to uh, take care of a number of problems and answer a, a number of questions. And even thanks to the miracle of Wi-Fi calling, I was able to help people while I was on the airplane. Uh, I did realize rather quickly though, that uh, I do need to be careful about what I say and uh, because I think it could be very disconcerting to people sitting next to me in an airplane, uh, me talking about what to do with a dead body. Uh, so I did have to uh, uh, be careful what I say and whisper a little bit. But so that that system worked very well. Uh, so and once again, if you're ever calling our office here and we have vacations, people other Cindy's now gone on vacation this week. Bobby will be going soon. So there is a high likelihood at any given point in time that all of us are on the phone or one of us is out at lunch or at a meeting and you might get our answering service. Of course, leave a message with the answering service and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. If it is urgent, if it's you or you need an immediate callback, you can't wait until later in the day or tomorrow or it's after hours. Tell the answering service it is urgent and Don Otto needs to be paged. And uh, that will obviously that happened that happened very well for us last week so that's the first thing um while i was on vacation i had uh, most of it went very well but we had a little bit of a problem coming back and it's that problem coming back which occurred to me that whether or not you think about it with your funeral home and your funeral home's website and phones uh think about this do you potentially have a problem with a customer that i had with our airline. Uh, coming back, I had a problem and I needed to get a hold of somebody to complain and see what it was they could do about this problem with the airline. So I got on the airline's website to find out what to do and couldn't find a phone number for, I mean, there was a reservation phone number, obviously, uh, if I wanted to buy more tickets, but a, uh, a phone number to solve problems, to actually talk to a human being uh, was very hard to find. Eventually, doing Google searches and scrolling, I found the I found the phone number that it said, if you have a problem and need immediate assistance with your flight or your baggage or other problems while you're on your trip, call this number. So I called that number. First thing I got was the phone tree, the dreaded phone tree, where I had to beep, 
press three, press option six, press option five. Hopefully none of your funeral homes have anything like that. If you take a look at the customer satisfaction surveys that are out there for every business out there, one of the things that consumers hate the most is the automated phone tree. Uh, that's I know most funeral homes don't deal, do that. And so that's wonderful. You have live people answering the phone and you have answering services with live people that answer the phone when any when you're not uh, open or on weekends or something like that. But double check to make sure that works really well under all circumstances. We did have a problem here with our, uh, it wasn't the fault of our answering system, it was the fault of the local phone service here, where in a weird situation where you had, if everybody was on line, if line one and line two were busy because we we're on it, and somebody called in and got rolled over to line three and nobody picked it up because line three, because we're on line one and line two, instead of going to our answering service, now this was about 15 years ago, instead of our answering service, it went into a, a 1-900 phone sex line, believe it or not. Uh, we had a couple of our funeral directors that said that they kept calling over and over again to, to make sure they were getting the right number. Um, fortunately, they told us right away that was a problem and we got that fixed. But that was a problem with our local phone company under a very weird, rare permutation of this line's busy, this line's busy. It only happens on the third line and only if there's a rollover and only if you don't pick up. It didn't go to our answering service like it was supposed to. It went to this bizarre one 900 phone sex line, which was rather embarrassing. Fortunately, the only person, the only couple of people that, that uh, uh, actually got a hold of that uh, were very understanding and thought it was funny, but it could have been bad. Uh, it's good that we got that fixed. So check your phones under all circumstances to make sure that they're not getting a voice tree when you don't want them to, and they're actually getting to the phone number they want. Well, I did get a hold of a, a, a live person eventually, although it took 20 minutes, 20 minutes for me to be on hold. Uh, at the airport while we're dealing with this mess. And when I finally got the person, I said, oh, I have a problem. I need to I need to complain about something that's going on. I need to see what to do about it. The woman said, well, I can't help you. And I said, well, this is the phone number that your website says that uh, to call if you have a problem. She goes, well, I, I don't do that. I can't, I can't help you there. If you have any problem like that, you must submit it in writing which doesn't help me very much, of course, while I'm sitting at the airport, but that's what she said. So that's the second thing is whoever is answering your phone, whether it's one of your staff or whether it's the answering service, please be sure that they can do what it is that you think that they should be doing and what the customers expect them to be doing. So if you have somebody that's answering the phone that can't answer the questions that a normal customer would call to ask questions like, you know, uh, when a service for so-and-so is, or, you know, who do, where do I send flowers or things like that? Uh, make sure that that doesn't happen. That at the very least, if the person, if you have an answering service, they uh, can explain that this is what's going to happen. Here's how somebody will call you back if it's one of your people. In other words, that was very frustrating to me that after calling the number I was supposed to call, then waiting all that time to get a hold of a person, and then finding out that despite what the website said, that person cannot help me. Uh, so you, you certainly don't want to do that in your business. Then it said, so what she told me was I had to submit something in writing and I had to email 
this particular email address. So I did what she said. I emailed my uh, problem to this address and I instantly, instantly got a reply from a computer. There's a computer generated email that said we will respond to this within 30 days. Uh, again, and a very bad automated email. Now, I'm sure most of you don't have automated emails that you know of, but be very careful if you're using one of these programs that filters your email and that sends your mass emails out and things like that. If you're on vacation and you hit the vacation button on your email, see what it is that the customers get. Pretend you're a customer, pretend you're a member of the public, and once again, email everybody that could get emails yourself, your manager, your receptionist, anybody that might get an email from the public, pretend you're a customer, get away, get out of your office, use a separate computer, email everybody and see what kind of responses you get. And then again, at the funeral home, do all the possible permutations. If you have an option to set it on forward the email to somebody else, or you have the option to say that you're away from you're on vacation, you're away from the office. You get those all the time from the state of Missouri. You send something to them and they, you get an automated email response that says this following person's not in the office and is going to be out until June 15th. Well, that's fine, but now what do I do? If it's an emergency, uh, does that automated email tell you, I'm out of the office until June 15th. If this is urgent, contact this person, call this number for use this email. Make sure if you, you have anything like that, that your automated email, if you have to use it, uh, comes back and gives help to the people as to what to do if it's something that is uh, urgent. Well, I wasn't going to wait 30 days because this was a problem that needed to be, that should have been fixed right away uh, and uh, was causing us problems. So I did what I'm sure what a lot of people do these days. I got on their Facebook page, the airline's Facebook page, and the airline's Facebook page would not allow me to post on their page. It's blocked. Uh, you can't just post anything on their Facebook page, but you can comment on any of their posts. So they had a post about, here's a new destination we can go to, uh, flying from this city to this city, starting this date. And I put in the comments on that, well, that's nice that you're flying to this place, but that won't help anyone if they have the problem that I just had. And I spelled out in great detail the problem that I just had uh, in, in detail and with pictures that I took on my phone of the problem that we had. Well, obviously, the uh, somebody was monitoring their Facebook page and messaged me back on Facebook right away and said, uh, here's, here, send, a, send this information to the following person right away. Well, within just a uh, very short period of time, the problem was resolved. And I got a couple vouchers for discounts on my next flight on that airline. Well, that's nice. Uh, I'd rather have had the problem fixed the first time. So the two lessons from there is, can anybody post anything to your web page? If you have a place for comments, condolences, or your Facebook page. You can set those so people can't do that. Or you can set those where people can comment, but they have to be reviewed by the moderator before you put on. And that's a very 
important thing to do, particularly on your web page. If somebody can issue, put condolences, you have a condolences section uh, under an obituary. Make sure that those comments that people might put on are not visible to anyone until you review them. Once you review them and you say, okay, it goes up because there's no telling what somebody could put on there. You might have a disgruntled employee. You might have an ex-spouse. You might have somebody that just hated this person or uh, even worse in some cases, somebody who loved this person who wasn't married to this person and they have a, a widow or a widower. Uh, things like that happen. So you do want to filter any comments that could be put out there before the public can see them. And again, you can do that with Facebook. You can do that, I think, with just about every website that I know of that has a comment section. Make sure that you can review those comments so somebody can't do to you what I did to this airline. Um, so that was just a couple of things. The last thing is, boy, did I get great news when I got back to the office. When I got back to the office, waiting for me from the fax machine was this letter from a William Martin barrister and solicitor from Toronto, Canada. And he says he's a partner with William Martin LLP in Toronto Calendar. And he gave me these great news. It turns out that there was a payable on death POD, explaining that to me. Uh, savings monetary deposit in the sum of $11,550,300 U.S. dollars. And the policyholder, I never heard, it's monetary deposit, but now he calls it a policy, was one of their clients, the late Dr. Marcus Otto, who was a real estate investor and precious stone dealer, and he was a COVID-19 victim who died two years ago. But nobody has come forward to claim the $11,550,000 $300,300. And the insurance company code, well, now it's an insurance company, uh, stipulates that insured permanent policies not claimed must be turned over to abandoned property of the state. I didn't know they had states in Canada, but apparently uh, after two to three years. Okay. So he is wanting me to consent to be in partnership with me to claim the policy money. Okay. And if I permit if I permit him to add the name, the policy, all the proceeds, um, uh, he only wants 10% of the money, okay? And I'm going to get the rest. Well, isn't that wonderful? Well, of course, it's a scam. And if you Google search, for some reason, a lot of these are coming out of Toronto. And they use, very often, they use a real funeral home, or, excuse me, a real uh, attorney, a real attorney name and a real attorney law firm. And sometimes they even steal the actual uh, letterhead of this real attorney and this real attorney law firm, and they send these out to people. Of course, if you go through and you actually uh, call them up or, they, or you use their uh, email address, and what they often do is they often use an email address or a website that is incredibly similar in name to the real law firm. It's just maybe one letter off or it's .org instead of .com or something like that. So unless you look really carefully, it'll look like it's a legitimate uh, email or website address. Of course, two things happen here. First thing, they're gonna want you to give them a whole lot of personal information. 
You're going to need them to give them your name, your address, your social security number, probably your driver's license number. They're going to say that's all necessary in Canada for you to claim this $11 million. Then at some point in time, they're going to ask you to send them money, ask you to send them money. And they'll say, well, this is a uh, this is taxes that we have to pay uh, to Canada or this is a customs fee. Uh, that's in a customs fee for transferring electronic transfer of money. Right. Uh huh. OK. Um, or some other fee. Uh, and they will try to get out every dollar of that they can from you. Even if you realize at that point it's a scam and you don't send them money, they have your potential. Uh, they have your name, address, your age. They're, they're going to want your place of birth, all this stuff. They'll have your social security number, your driver's license. So even if you don't send them any money, they'll have plenty of personal information that they can sell to scammers out there. Now I'm sure hopefully none of you have fallen for this, but it is a very common scam. And it's uh, it's just fired up again. This this went around a couple of years ago and the it's called the Canada attorney scam. And it's apparently resurfaced once again and is going about. Of course, the people who most often fall for this are the elderly uh, and people that are in distress, perhaps in financial distress. And those are a lot of people that our funeral directors and our funeral homes deal with on a daily basis. So you have an opportunity as a funeral director and as a funeral home to uh, meet with elderly, vulnerable, possibly bereaved people that might not uh, have the ability to think through this. And so this is a wonderful thing to get out to the public whenever you're out there speaking, if you're at the Rotary, if you're at uh, your church or anything like that, to let folks know that scams like this are going on. And of course, there's a lot of scams dealing with funerals uh, and things like that. So let people know not to fall for this. I've always wondered why they come up with these incredibly big numbers. I myself would never fall for a scam that said States dollars Now, if you said I had just won a free roast beef sandwich at Arby's, I might fall for that. <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall for this. But this is a great way to have an outreach to your community uh, and do that. Well, again, those are just some things that I thought of on my uh, vacation but uh, I thought might be of interest and pertain to at least some of what you do out there. Next week, we'll be back with another broadcast where I promise you, we will once again be dealing with funeral uh, specifically related items, news, statutes, problems that people have. Until then, hope that you this summer get to have a great vacation. And whether you're here or somewhere else, stay safe.